Let's get a coffee or tea or two Talk about minds like freedom stew This is our safe zone for me and you Talk about things we shouldn't do uh. Back again now with another topic With another option With another caution It's a chill place where we talk TNT's back again, don't stop uh. Hello, what's up guys? Alright, um, this is another episode of TNT's podcast Alright Um you know just get, getting into the jazzy tunes of our intro just now you know it's quite quite nice it's coming along it's growing on me you know you get what i mean so mm, i want to say like selamat hari raya to all of you guys and i hope you had like a blessed ramadan i hope you had really good food from the bazaar ramadan you know even though there were some things here and there that was eh, but you know typical bazaar ramadan every month kind of thing that is left and right and as per usual today we are here with okay my uh, drum roll sucks yeah so we have Rizwan again today how are you man good good yeah how how was your ramadan Ramadan was a long stretch. I mean, I think most of us didn't get enough sleep, or is this just me? <laughs> I think I think I didn't get much sleep as well. You know, everybody's struggling here and there because even though we still wake up pretty early for uh, Saho, but like, you know, sleeping at two does not help. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I mean, sleeping late at night, uh, you know, having a full day, uh, being a student, and then doing an assignment, reading. Yeah, that's. that's It's very very hard, you know. And then at the end of the day, we have to do this. Uh, we're doing this podcasting, and also <laughs> you know, go. few projects here and there. The endos projects. Heads up, though, we are having a competition soon. Um, mm-hmm. a tournament, mm-hmm. Valorant tournament, all female, Valorant tournament called Goddesses Unite, which will be happening on. Um, twenty first and twenty second of May, and the twenty sixth. 28 sorry of me yeah and the 29 yeah yep, there, there we go all right we're getting them the dates a bit here come on man you should uh, know yeah. this right now but yeah we, we will be doing that so keep an eye out on our instagram page uh we will be posting the time frames and everything of when is it happening where we're streaming it and things like that so do give yours uh i mean some support to that uh veteran tournament Because it's all females, you know. When else do you hear like an all female tournament? Tournament, basically, especially if it's a video game, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, so did you get to get your, you know, Ramadan bazaar meals or? <laughs> Believe it or not, this is like the twenty first day of Ramadan, and only yesterday I managed to actually walk around my mom to go into bazaar Ramadan. That was also for like a very quick, uh, specific. Quay sort of uh, acquisition, you know. Okay, <laughs> the specific mission, right? Yeah. There, basically, oh, and what was that? Uh, Quay Polita, I believe. You know uh, that that, that was it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there, there you go. There you go. The Um. So, which one did you go to actually? Uh, the one in Shalam near PKNS. Oh, uh, not the one with Chef Omar there, basically. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Alright. Then, well, I heard that that area of that bazaar is pretty crazy. You know, I mean. 
specifically with Shafama around and his uh, famous clam shack, but uh, hashtag not paid. Um, but yeah, I heard that one is pretty pretty a lot. Of people, I believe right? you know because uh, Shafama has like two outlets: thing one in Subanjaya, one in Shah Alam, and both wherever he's located, it's it's quite congested. You know, there's a lot of other stalls there, and yeah, people could be, get frustrated not only with whatever issues they've go, been going through, but mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I've not been to there, the bazaar in Yosef 4 and in Section 13, the mm. one that we're talking about here. But specifically, like before this, they're just very congested. Lots of people, lots of other options out there. You know, I myself can get very frustrated, you know, mm. queuing after a very long time and but, having to deal with like a lot of other frustrations afterwards, you know. Yeah, fair. People just want to come in and go out, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramadan was pretty okay actually so far and um, who knows I mean if I'm not mistaken at some point in our time in our lives we are going to have Puasa twice a year yeah I, I believe uh, that it came out in the news uh, somewhere in 2030s 2030s yeah. that's quite a while, a while away okay yeah Some mm. sometime like uh, early of the year and the end of the year so we're gonna have like Two passes and maybe two riots? I picture two riots. <laughs> but like yeah. the, the exciting part is I can't wait for the riot Chinese New Year mashup, you know. Like, uh-huh. uh, that's bound to happen. <laughs> I think it has happened for Deepa Valley. If not really sure, I might not be completely... Might be a long time ago. Might be a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Maybe when we were not, st- we're not born yet. I don't know. But yeah, um, that's some pretty exciting things. Uh-huh. So... You know, jumping straight into let's not dilly dally about Ramadan is the past. You know, nobody wants to talk about the past much, but we have to learn from the past, anyways. Um, so right now we are going to talk about you know uh, something that is uh, I'm pretty sure everybody has picked up over the months or over the couple of years that the pandemic has happened. You know, like hobbies, like mm-hmm. um. Specifically, hobbies into side hustles. Like you see right now, a lot of people are changing, doing their hobbies, and slowly thinking like, "Hey, I can make money from this." You know, exactly. like it's very, uh, it's a profitable thing that I can do. But you know, what kind of hobbies is is uh can contribute into that? You know, what can what can be doing? What can be done and everything? Like, I have picked up. Uh, embroidery you know I mean, it may not seem like the person who would embroider you know but like it it, it happened so I kind of enjoy doing embroidery from time to time because it does take a really long time you need to have a lots of patience l- yeah lots of patience you know imagine <laughs> imagine trying to poke <sighs> sewing for 3-4 hours with your back hunched over over the table and trying to make the best out of it well, why don't I start with the obvious? Maybe you can just briefly tell us how you started into embroidery. Oh, okay. How did that come to you? Like, um, okay, I, I tend to jump hobbies left and right sometimes, okay. but I do like the hobbies that require me to sit down and concentrate because hmm. in daily life, I am just really very empty-headed kind of thing, basically. So, okay. like, jumping into it, I was interested in it because... I don't know, I felt like I want to get something and then I saw these pretty, like beautiful embroidery kind of like pictures and people doing it and I'm like, I should, I should try that. And like in the past, my mom has actually did cross-stitching before. Okay. Okay, nice. you know, like 
um, there's a difference, you know, like cross-stitching and also embroidery. Cross-stitching is mainly just do axes over each other. It makes a pattern. Huh. Embroidery is more like you're sewing. Okay. But not in a definite pattern, basically. Like, see, like so how cross-stitching. It can be abstract, right? Yeah, it it's, be... it's more abstract. You know, there's no set of holes that you have to plug in rather than... Um, for like cross stitching, if you see the, the if you notice like the the tapestry or whatever it's called, okay, um, they have that specific holes where you were supposed to uh-huh. put in. So that is where it differs from embroidery, basically. So I'm supposed it suffice to say that uh, you're much more capable than your mom. Uh, no, <laughs> no, 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 I would I wouldn't say that. My mom, I I have like one of those um frames actually at home. My mom made it. Okay, and. It's actually really well done, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to diminish anybody who's doing cross stitching and um embroidery. Both are really hard skills to pick up, you know, and requires a lot of patience. And from that, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll buy benang from Shopee, I buy this from there, a lot of things from Shopee lah, basically. And I just started to do it. And the funny thing is, like, my grandmother saw me doing it, and she was like, "Apa ni macam perempuan menjahit?" I'm like. Times have changed, Grandma. You know, you have to understand that, you know, we can do these things as well. So, that was my my post, my COVID hobby that popped up, you know. And I heard that, you know, from, I heard, I even tasted it, basically. Your coffee endeavors, Mr. Rizwan. Yeah, Mr. So, coffee. Mr. Coffee Man now. So, that one, how, how did it like peak for you? Or like where where did it start? Uh, I I can't I can't vouch for like anybody else, but uh, coffee comes natural to certain people. Maybe you know I love coffee for a long time, and then like five years ago, started working with like my uncle, part time at a cafe, learning to be a barista. And yet you know, it's not then that I really truly got in the love the enthusiasticness into like making a coffee. Uh, last year in 2021 uh, sometime in August I got COVID for a while no damn kidding in, in the time I got COVID like it's, it's nothing bad it was during that time that I was like sort of obsessed with coffee you know I, I looked into how you could make coffees in different ways and like after I was out coming out of quarantine and boom you know like just like you, you, I went out on Shopee to buy like <laughs> some of these other items to make coffee. There's this lever pressed sort of mm-hmm. coffee, so the natural, most traditional way of making coffee. So, as I learn and as I progress, the more coffee, the different types of coffee, and the more varieties of coffee, really, I just play around with. Yeah, Shopee is a cesspool of like, it's a trap, honestly. It gets you buying and like, makes you on a craze. Like, if I'm not mistaken, I heard someone said like, Shopee is like, when you order from Shopee and you get the thing, it's like Christmas every day. You get, you get <laughs> gifts, you know, even though it's from your own money. <laughs> but like, what what kind of like, coffee things you, other than that, that press thing that you got, you know? Well, uh, honestly, okay, it was in uh, Shopee that I went on first, but right after, I think, uh, the quarantine period, I got out, uh, I went to Jaya Grocer everywhere okay, else, you know, into the Grocer. mall, and in the supermarket, I found this Chemex. It's, it's like a filter coffee, although it is a filter coffee, but it's like a hybrid, so it's, this was a Japanese Chemex. 
So a uh, glass where it's very fancy if you show in front of people so that when you perform filter coffee, you can just uh, pour it over your cup and present it s- straight away. So it's that was what I started with. Is it like that Japanese type of pour coffee thing where you have to swirl mm-hmm. the thing, if you're yep. not mistaken? That's ah, okay. right. Like for those who are... Uh, who I'm don't familiar. I mean like uh, I'm putting this in anime terms because like there was this anime that uh, has uh-huh. this person who's like pretty good at doing coffee like, <laughs> okay so the anime is called um, what's it called Tokyo Ghoul yeah if you guys have watched Tokyo Ghoul you know that old man that does that swirly coffee thing ah uh, yeah that, that is the what Ritz one is referring to if I'm not mistaken yeah I mean if you guys want to google it out basically it's uh, it's a very popular company called Hario and they developed this like technology that was very advanced in the 80s where uh, coffee like equipment made out of glass could sustain really high heat mm-hmm. so yeah it's very interesting you know and, and the, like how much did you like not sleep at night just to look for <laughs> coffee and things like that I wouldn't say I didn't sleep <laughs> on it you know I now mm-hmm. enjoy drinking coffee even late at night mm-hmm. but it, it's more of a a passion project mm-hmm. you know so I grow on it slowly uh, I, I do experiment on it and now um, from you know watching YouTube buying it trying it out as an experiment as a passion project on the side I'm slowly going to turn this into a business yeah so you are planning to maybe like a open like a tiny coffee shop or like how is it like <laughs> copy do darjat kind of style or uh Yes or no, maybe. <laughs> Have you tried Kopi Dua Jat Darjat before? Yes. Yes, okay. I've tried Kopi Dua Darjat. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Um, any other like little coffee shops on the side that you've tried before other than that? Um, there's this one that uh, is, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's trending, but at the time I found out it was trending, it's called Point Blank Coffee. They go okay. around in KL. Yeah, it's quite interesting because basically what you do is they're in a, you know, those old Volkswagen vans. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and the, at the back, when you open the door, that that's the coffee machine. Oof. That's, also, that's cool. very Dope. nice. <laughs> I, would, I would like to have that kind of coffee from that van, you know. That, yeah. But yeah. Uh, out of context, I really like Volkswagens anyways, Bon. So, <laughs> my, my old okay. grandfather used to have this, like, um, my arwahla, basically. Um, he had this Volkswagen Beetle, which uh, was around, but now, unfortunately, due to like there's a lot of people who couldn't take care of it, the families have different things, so we had to sell it off. But I'm pretty sad. But one day when I get rich, you know, hopefully I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt that that that, that car down, you know, because antiques, one yeah. is an, one is antique, another one is uh, my my grand, late grandfather's one, so. Who wouldn't want to own something that was belonging from the family since quite a long time ago, you know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, um, I started embroidery and then um, I wanted to like, I feel like so- it's something very niche where people won't expect you to do or like there's not many people who are doing it. And I feel like I was like, hmm, maybe I could actually do this for something, you know, like a little side project here and there. Like people say side hustle, you know, while sitting in, at home doing absolutely nothing. But that was before I got like a full-time job and like internship. So I did a little bit of it. 
and might I tell you the just filling out the outlines for embroidery just like basically you know the cartoon outlines without the mm-hmm. colors and everything right. it can take about like 8 hours a day 8 hours a day 8 hours consistently a day. consistently sitting around wow. with your back hunched over lah. so whoever wants to get into that you pretty you much have to have a really strong backbone after that <laughs> but I did try and I was like pretty interested in doing it tried to survey prices and everything tried to not make it low enough or high enough and things like that and making sure that it is in the right market and at the same time I was pretty unsure if there were people who would actually pay that kind of money for embroidery because like most of the th- times you fear that these kind of handcrafted things people will say like oh senang je you know like oh jahit je like how they say photographers or tekan-tekan butang je you know kind of like sets you off you know uh, I get exactly what you mean I mean if I may my part of coffee you know it's not like those just a pour over sort of coffee or the coffee that you just get over the shelf Um, I think uh, the, the best way to relate this is that uh, it's called third wave coffee so the first wave of coffee is like your general coffee, you know, off the bat, you can get it over the shelf. And second wave of coffee is like Starbucks, mm-hmm. you know. But the third wave of coffee is basically what we call today specialty coffees, right? So you can get coffee that is based uh, or is originated from Colombia. And I get Colombian beans and I can make it uh, maybe into an espresso, but with like this sort of flavors. Mm-hmm. And there has to be these flavors present. So, you know, with like the roasting profile and everything it's quite intricate you know and technical and all of these aspects but again um all of these things considered this third wave of coffee it's uh not exactly that niche of a market not anymore at least you know 10 years ago it started in malaysia Mm -hmm. but now it's booming across yeah we could see even starbucks has started it with their what's it called starbucks reserve yeah starbucks reserve hashtag not paid (laughs) starbucks please uh, sponsors for <laughs> but yeah with that popping up I've seen like okay these things are what coffee love true I would say true coffee lovers I wouldn't say the coffee lovers out there who drink normal coffee isn't coffee lovers but like this one is the one that concentrates on like the pure taste of it you know the smell the aromatics the way it's made uh, would enjoy you know uh, like the way Ritzwan I've seen Ritzwan make these coffees and I feel like I I mean I could pick this up but like yeah no definitely I wouldn't have the the patience for good coffee I would like to just drink a good coffee if you know what I mean yep yep so Get it. yeah um going forward like if you feel, like have you like you mentioned you wanted to make it more into like a maybe a business kind of thing side show right like what is your what do you feel like a proper planning for you maybe in general like if one person were to want to change their side hobbies into uh side uh, yeah hobbies into side hustles mm-hmm. like where would you start for you as like a business minded person for me like you are a business minded person where would you start where do you build that to the point where you can actually make it into a side hustle and maybe even more actually well i think first off i need to like put a disclaimer out there to say that um personally i don't uh like how do i say this it's it's a coffee is a passion project for me you know i experiment on it i drink it every day of course yeah and I'm turning it more into a business because I think honestly, I always want to earn a bit more. 
you know mm. and and this is a means to where i can turn hobby or a side uh, a hobby into a side hustle right uh so okay in that sort of perspective yeah um what i do is that um right now again i'm still playing around with coffee because uh in third wave of coffee specialty coffee it's not like standardized mm-hmm. you know we don't like in malaysia we don't go out and just okay order kopi o you know it's like that no <laughs> this is like okay uh, uh boss say mau kopi o dengan ni 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 you know so it's it's like specific very specific and mm-hmm. um in my sense uh i'm still trying to get the gist of that mm-hmm. uh and the moment i get that uh I the way I would like to offer my coffee is that I I'll do something like DIY coffee mm-hmm. but at the same time it's it's like a a fashion brand now. Uh, these two things correlate in in this sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start from here where uh because I started off with a Chemex and then the press press you know the AeroPress, the AeroPress right? right that's what it's trending some some parts of the world. Uh these these are certain things that I use the brewing methods and these are also some of the ways that I'm going to start selling. Okay. So it's going to be like a what some would call a private label, you know, okay. a seasonal thing from Chemex point of view and from a uh, AeroPress. So basically you're going to like have this um service where okay, you want your coffee AeroPress or you want your coffee in the Chemex, Chemex way. Yeah, uh, Chemex way. So that will be two totally different price points would you say or would it be similar it would be two different price points yes i will not deny mm. that it might go up but you know it just depends on the, the person you know uh the beans mm. where i get it from or uh, how 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 do you want it to be like you know also like what is your first step uh, from f- to build like a branding for yourself even though it's a private branding but you would still want to get some private customers there you know How how where where do you start? Well, um, well, frankly, I've only started like between families. I think you know, so much um uh, to say that it's commercialized. No, not yet. Not a proper business to so to say. Only on Instagram, I suppose. But, uh, in other ways, uh, I would advise, I guess, that if you want to start any sort of, uh, passion project, a hobby, uh, into a side hustle or into a business, you gotta. Look into it. If are you truly there for profit? You know, like what what's your goal there? And like, if you truly do want to make a little bit uh, of money out of it, that you need to be a little bit more specific. You know, in like an accounting sort of way, how much did it cost? Um, like for me, if the coffee beans, how much is that going to cost? Then how much I can make out of one bag of coffee beans? Mm-hmm. So if like, for example, if I buy one, uh, coffee bean worth two hundred fifty grams. Mm-hmm. Okay, um. How many cups of coffee can I make out of that? You know, okay. from Chemex or AeroPress, uh, either point of view, because that's how I can calculate how much money I can come out with. And uh, f- for any other business, you know, you can also calculate maybe how much you, your cost would be and how much you can actually earn from that. They start calculating the cost and everything there. Yeah. And once it gets uh, to a point, would you, which um. How do you think you will build uh, your uh, branding, social branding in a way? Is it through like word of mouth or such things? Right now, yeah, conservatively, as I am not actually, I am building it through word of mouth. Okay. So, uh, social wise, yes, there is uh, segment. You know, I only post it on Instagram or uh, on my 
personal profile but uh, other than that uh, we're really just going very slow because you know I just restarted a degree and mm-hmm. I'm just going really slow on it I'm, I'm not rushing it so it's uh, not very profit making on my end but that's not the goal so yeah, true and you well you and me both basically when I started doing it for a little bit I tried to start building it up a brand by through friends and maybe not through family lah most of, most of them is friends basically hmm. but then it started getting a little heavy because it takes so much time that's right and so much effort the materials are all okay not not really that um expensive or not it's just the craftsmanship yeah. once you actually get into these things you actually understand why it costs that that much that's why, right why is it so hard why is it so um expensive and you know it opens a new light to it you know yeah. and in on tiktok usually i'll see this uh, one audio where it goes like it costs that much because because uh, it takes me hours you know and that, <laughs> like, that blank is you know just insert some curse word there basically okay like, so it does i mean in a sense it does take so much it does take so long that it requires energy time for you to actually make it and it applies to labor hours in a way mm-hmm. but some people don't really understand that you get what i mean okay so now um, mm-hmm. that's why which i feel like coffee as well the same like it takes a certain craft it takes a certain understanding for you to understand what goes into that coffee bean what goes into that um yeah certain mixture that certain grind the yes. fineness Correct. the press power and things like that it takes time and to learn everything yeah mm. Uh, like furthermore, like building a branding, like I mentioned, is like, um, it takes friends, one family, another one, and then once you get to that point, you have to put in more effort, more hours into building it constantly, posting up, and I feel like with the without the proper time that you have, if especially if you're working, you have a a nine to five job kind of thing. It is going to take a hefty toll on you because you have to complete orders at the same time and also manage your so- social media accounts or whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's right. Ah, uh, to me, I feel like if you have that amount of time, you it's definitely worth it to change it from your hobby to, um, a side hustle. But the issue is sometimes where like once you get so many orders and you feel overwhelmed it's no longer longer feels like a hobby to you it feels like a job well technically a side hustle is a job anyways but like it doesn't make you feel enjoyable and doesn't make you feel like this is a hobby anymore this is just a burden a work burden that i have to put up with so there's a fine line between that Oh, if I may, there there is also this like uh fact that that they need to accept. You know, if you're a working class person, okay, working nine to five as you mentioned, yeah. Um, particularly you'd be astonished. You might be what do they say? Culture shock. Mm-hmm. If you go into this uh side hustle culture, because when you create a side hustle, don't mis be mistaken. You basically creating a brand you know you're creating a business that's what i am doing and for whatever reason whatever goal you know profit or not profit you you'd have to be understand that you know working hours or like the way you work the way you operate markets sell uh, is going to be different than you working maybe in your day job right mm-hmm. so um from that standpoint as well you have to be prepared for basically anything yeah because like 
it also depends on your orders like i said like at one point you will be earning a lot of people uh, a lot of people will be ordering a lot of people will be buying and you'll be earning, will you will be earning a lot but at some point suddenly the 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 demand will drop definitely and you have to understand that the demand will drop and hopefully that doesn't feel like a burden to you like oh i'm not selling well anymore i should stop basically most of the issues that happen is where oh um i'm not selling anymore yeah. is this even worth it to continue and that is that down point after the climb you get what i mean yeah yeah that's right uh, so well, uh, if you're for profit uh, if i may add that you would probably need to look at it in like a, a foreseeable future or projection sort of uh, method mm-hmm. whereby maybe in the next six months you need to predict that you can achieve this amount of sales mm-hmm. this amount of uh, uh, units of sales you know like your products say if my cups of coffee maybe I need to sell 50,000 cups of coffee for example in the next six months you know and if you don't achieve that maybe you know you might want to consider dropping the whole opening up a cafe or mm-hmm. stall <laughs> in in not too high right. or not too low at the same time you know yeah. it's because um, you need a certain goal to achieve to actually move forward from a certain um, standpoint to move from a certain uh, downfall that you have and developing new skills at the same time keeping up with the market what is going on like for example suddenly there's a new for example like what would you react if like I don't know what another coffee uh, brand thing pops up that is similar to yours but how, how would you feel like you should react to that uh, that's I think the I wouldn't say nightmare like, it is the challenge of every business owner in general um, what makes your business stand out you know if your business is not the one of a kind sort of business uh, providing electricity for example maybe mm-hmm. then you know uh, you have so many challenges you know what's so special about you and I get it um but all I have to offer is that it be, um, you know, for instance, uh, at least that you have your own uniqueness of being, uh, doing it yourself sort of coffee. But, you know, you, for you, you can, for example, uh, choose what sort of coffee beans you want again, uh, what sort of brewing method, what sort of grind size. So that's, that's one thing that differs. But other than that, maybe in your business, you need to look at it at a standpoint where, okay, we're going to have to be exactly the same as the next person, Mm -hmm. but how we grow is going to look different because sometimes people, as they grow or become uh, more successful, um, they grow and branch out to become different areas. You know, like, this is the most simplest way to put it, like uh, maybe uh, Netflix or Facebook. You know, these two companies, one uh, being uh, just an online streaming platform, then they became a production house. Now Mm -hmm. they're doing their own movies and their own series. Facebook now goes into meta. I mean, oh, that's the like meta, something whole new thing, thing mm-hmm. that you know I'm still trying to catch up on. But mm-hmm. you can see like their branch ways, how they grew. That's that's different. So that's also up to you. Yeah. Like it does differ. Like for example, for looking at your hobbies, basically, okay, my one is embroidering. Okay, mm-hmm. you can uh from embroidering hoops of just cloth to I can embroider. Uh, maybe start embroidering um, t-shirts or hoodies or maybe bags at the same time. But sometimes you have to understand, maybe you can go automated. But once you go automated, it's a whole different other ball game as well. You won't produce the same quality or the same uh, output that you used to. Because machine-wise, yes, it may be perfect. But the finer details, the little, little things that you've done by hand, especially like, like I said, with coffee, something as delicate as coffee, 
and something as little um call it uh, little little details, details. Uh, yeah. in embroidery you can't get it in a machine you can mm. never get it at, in a machine you'll see a little bit like gray areas there and you have to understand is this if you want to adapt you might change a whole other different uh, set of issues that you have already but it creates new issues and new different problems and some of your older customers might be like oh uh, why aren't you produce, uh, producing the same quality or things that you have before this why are you changing it now kind of thing just because you want to put up high de- with the high demand you know uh, this is where you have to understand where you stand if you want to continue on with this original hobby rather than going in full automated or you want to go automated it's fine and it's totally your opinion and where you want to grow um I think when it comes to automation, mm-hmm. you know, like this IR 4.0 sort of thing, right? Um, you know, if you're going to be industrialized in machinery, uh, making everything just uh, autonomous, right? That's the word. It's, uh, first of all, comes down to cost. I mean, if money is not an issue for you, this side hustle is just a passion or just, you know, a hobby you just want to keep on doing, then maybe the money is worth spending. But otherwise, uh, you need to really look into it on the long run. You know, it can cost you quite a hefty deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, these days, uh, I don't know if you heard, um, these coffee machines, they're be- slowly becoming irrelevant because there's already automated baristas, there's already machines that can make the coffee from bean to cup just with a snap of a button. Yeah, true. You know, so. Well, that is mostly what is happening in, you know, coffee shops, lah, basically. Um... <laughs> yeah. You can hear the meowing in the background. Uh, it's yeah. our f- friendly neighborhood Ritz cat, basically. <laughs> um, and for like a lot of things that I've seen, where it does become successful and it becomes enjoyable. Like I have one of my friends, if I'm not mistaken, she just likes to bake, okay. bake cookies and things like that. She developed new tastes like by by her own passion and thing, and now she's. I can see her business is pretty much booming and she is enjoying that, that whole process of creating new things, still baking, even though it's still from, it turned from a side hustle into an actual business, you know. That is where, like Rizwan said, is it your end goal is to make your side, your hobby a full-blown business or just continuing as a side hustle? Because a side hustle is still fairly bearable than a full-blown business because you have to quit your crop, your full-time job, your 9-to-5 job and concentrate fully on that okay. full, that full one basically yeah. because it becomes your ultimate source of income. Yeah, But true. if the side hustle that you, you do is affecting your 9-to-5 job, is affecting everything that you have around your social life and things like that, to me personally, I feel like that's not worth it, you know? If it burdens me to the point where I need to spend more money than I can gain or I feel like it's not enjoyable just to do orders for people, I just want to do my own thing, then side hustle business isn't for you, basically. Well, side hustles, you know, as as long as it goes, depending on how you carry out your project, if it's not after your 9 to 5 working hours you could do it during the weekend you know and if your weekends are uh, um, unavailable and you have too many things going on then you need to reconsider about how you can uh, freelance yourself you know make it more flexible in order for you to do it because 
I think time time management, right? Is yeah. is is all. I mean, from student or or uh, a co- adult working person sort of perspective, time mm. management is 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 always an issue. It's just a matter of how you take that time into your own hands. Well, I feel like the only time you would have time for yourself is when you're old and retired. That's the only <laughs> time when you can have for yourself. But um, there are success stories out there that turn from hobbies to side hustles to high side hustles to full-time jobs to corporate things but there are still failures that mm-hmm. happen from hobbies into side hustle and it just doesn't kick off from there because uh, people don't know what to do That's people right. don't know what to what to experience what to understand and where to put it you know so if you are willing to put it uh, into perspective of hobbies into side hustles I feel like it's best for you to actually go more in-depth into it in online searches and seeing how people develop and things like that. It's okay to be wanting to achieve high, but don't achieve too much, too high. You or I'm sorry, don't over-expect things. Yeah, uh, correct. Because like, success stories can be very, very overwhelming. It's like out of nowhere, like for example, Mark Zuckerberg suddenly gets Facebook and earns a billion dollars. But you don't know what's, what went on in between those timelines where he becomes that billionaire. The billionaire, struggles. Yeah, yeah, the struggles. So make sure to not get blinded by the success stories because everybody likes to talk about success rather than their failures. That's right. That's right. I mean, um, I think out of all this as well, that uh, all things considered, lah, that when you start up and uh, you know your goal, at least the draft plan of how you're going to carry it out is important, you know, for you to start up. But as you go along, you need to also be realistic, right? I mean, having a goal, like, for example, having to earn, like, I don't know, 50000 a year sort of thing, it's all achievable, but it's based on how you are able to carry it out. You know, mm-hmm. if you are only able to carry it out on, like, a, uh, what's this, a, a weekend sort of basis, you can only do your side hustle on weekends, then maybe you need to factor in how much you can do on a day on the weekend, you know? So uh, sometimes it is... Uh, good for you to be very 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 specific mm-hmm. on certain things definitely and that that will help you go a long way so yes. you know don't don't underestimate the the power of being just so meticulous yeah true uh planning yourself is very much key but you know uh it's not for the week, week of heart it's not for the <laughs> yeah. definitely because i tried and i definitely could not keep up with it uh yeah ultimately guess um, look into what you're doing how, see how other people are doing it and hopefully if you are going into it then all the best for you you know yeah right I mean sorry I, I wanted to say something mm-hmm. here although coming from coffee perspective again and again but if the business that you want to do um, maybe your family member or friend or, or even the the cafe across the street uh, from you wherever you're living you know that you always go to um if that's what you want to kind of do, you can kind of approach them. You know, mm-hmm. Try to make friends, try to talk to them, understand what they went through, you know, because um, not everyone you look up to, like Mark Zuckerberg, is, has to be the success story. Sometimes the person, you know, the, the bakery at the side of the road or, or that, that small kedai runcit, you know, those are the people that you can talk to that you can learn the most and because you can avoid, av- mm-hmm. evade, is it? Yeah, the, the struggles that they went through. Because they, I can say like for, well, when you put it to that perspective, I understand like, 
because they've been staying there with minimal I wouldn't say minimal effort but minimal uh, resources yes. and everything and they're still yes. managing to get that money rolling and pumping up here and there and yeah. you yeah I feel like that is a really good point actually it's that you have to actually just don't look far you can look like you said the bakery down the road even though it's just one bakery but they're still there there's still people come by people yeah, still correct. be there yeah. and they're still surviving mm-hmm. and they're still bringing new things so it doesn't have to be a multinational chain company <laughs> chain kind of thing go for it nope. honestly oh yeah even like the small businesses on Instagram you can just approach them most of them are pretty nice if I'm uh, I'm not mistaken and yeah, they're they're happy to help because um we're all in the same community you all have the same passion like uh, I've seen a lot of keyboard makers popping up here and there and it started off for them as a hobby but and then they decided to make it okay let's make it into a, a business, right? a business. Yeah. so it's interesting to see how these also inst- this new age of marketing this mm-hmm. new age of promoting brands and things like that come to fruition yeah that's right so what do you feel like uh, what do you say what would you like to recommend to these other newcomers basically from a business standpoint basically where would you feel like uh, you can give them some advice or maybe um, okay maybe from a, the, the sort of uh, top to bottom sort of uh, perspective okay so when you begin you know uh, understand exactly what it is you're getting into you know do a little bit of homework that's that that due diligence pays off really uh, don't sleep on your homework okay <laughs> um, and after doing due diligence you dive into the business when you're doing the side hustle it's it's important that you know you understand how successful you get maybe you know let's not say that you're successful overnight but oh okay in in this part of town are you the only person who's selling coffee so you're doing really well okay that's very good for you and you're doing this like every night okay um, very good and you need to stay like uh, consistent, okay? Because perseverance is like key. If you don't uh, persevere for six, 12 months, then I don't think you'll survive in the next five years, you know, mm-hmm. if the goal is to open up the cafe or, yeah. or, or anything more than that. Mm-hmm. So um, going more than that, you, you just need to have this sort of business plan. And as sometimes as complicated as this thing sounds, once you get the gist of this these things, um, the outline or the framework of your entire business is just gonna work out slowly. You know, it's like uh, it's like a movie. You know, you you've read basically the book and then you're watching it and and it just plays out. So, you know, don't underestimate again certain things. Of course, don't over uh, uh over expect certain things as well. You just need to be realistic and uh, consistently do the job. Yeah. I feel like the proper way to say these things is um like the Malay peribahasa ukur badan di baju ukur baju di badan sendiri ukur how does it go again? Okay, it's something along the lines of that lah. Ukur badan sendiri something like that. Okay, but it's saying just to see where you stand and mm-hmm. see where you're capable of. Don't over it's overestimate yourself basically. So, I I. It comes to your kind of opinion where is this worth it or not. So with all these retrospect, you can hear that I didn't do it really well and Ritz is about to start and maybe in the future can provide, who knows, he becomes a great coffee maker one day and then can share his coffee experience, you know, here and there. But 
um, it all ends up to you. So you decide where it's whether it's worth it or not. So do if you if you are going into it, and I wish you all the best. I'm pretty sure Ritz also wish you all the best because it's not an easy task. No, it's But not. But if you're if you want to take it slow or you feel like it's a Hobbies should remain hobbies. It's called a hobby for a reason, and then it's fine by me because I understand from that standpoint where hobbies is supposed to be something you enjoy by yourself. So yeah, anything? Any last words before we head out from this? Well, um, I think the last thing I like to add, besides everything that we pretty much covered, I think, <laughs> is that okay, if you're going from uh your nine to five job, there there are certain people out there who. Okay, by the thirties you want to start your own business, and how do they do that? Okay, you you want to turn your hobbies into a side hustle sort of thing. So I'm coming from this perspective because, um, there are people who you know from working maybe they have a certain period of time they like to work before they successfully uh operate that side hustle. You'd also want to look out for like a mentor. You know, uh, besides the point of maybe going to the cafe down the street, that bakery, and making friends and talking to them and understanding what the the difficulties they gone through, this is like an added bonus because if you really want to be successful, you'd have a mentor. Like you really want to be up there, yeah. Um, having a mentor helps because whether that would be anybody, you know, a mentor can be a friend, a family member, or even the person that you don't know who's someone random online, you know. Yeah, random <laughs> online, but. These people they dedicate their time and sometimes their life to you because they want to help you achieve your success. So you you need to be of course very committed and serious about what you're doing, but at the same time, um, you need to understand that once you engage uh between like a mentor mentee sort of relationship, that it's going to be, uh, nowhere easy and difficult, but uh very very rewarding. Uh, and so I think that's like my final say because. Sometimes having a mentor pays off. Um, it just depends on the uh, individual to whether or not they uh like that sort of uh method or not. I guess. All right. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it for today. Pretty I think much. we covered like a lot of a lot of things here and there. So, um, once again, thank you for listening to us, and I appreciate you guys. And uh, go follow our socials. Yeah, yeah. definitely follow our <laughs> socials. You know, Instagram, Tientos, Twitter, Tientos, pretty much. Uh, and there was, and also, if you, I'm pretty sure you're listening is on Spotify. Hopefully, if it's on Apple Music, just follow us on everything. You know, we're on Spotify and things like that. Yes. And do support our upcoming tournament. You know, um. It helps us a lot, and hope to see you guys in the next episode of the Endless Podcast. Alright, bye, bye, guys. Bye.